This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. We are live and our phone lines are open. 416-360-0740. This is Consignment Heroes and it's all a show about stuff. Whether you have sports memorabilia, other collectibles, stamps, cups and saucers that are valuable, old autographs, old farm equipment, old computers, old video game consoles, maybe a pinball machine or a jukebox. Well, who knows? So every now and then you stumble across something that's extraordinarily valuable, and that leads me to the star of the show. His name is Paul Kenny, and you know him from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures. You can watch episodes now on Netflix, and of course you know him from this show, Consignment Heroes. He is an expert on stuff. He has found fame and fortune identifying value that most people overlook. Good morning. Good to be here. How you doing? Not bad. What Do you want me to do it or you do it? No, we've got good news. We have a major announcement to make and on this show. And we have great news. Now, is it better to tease the people? or do We We don't give them the good, great news now, do we? I like the way you're thinking like a broadcaster now, right? Sink the hook in. Yeah. Huge news. Big news. So they're going to need a piece of paper, and they're going to need a pen. This is a high-maintenance show. Or just put it in your phone. Yeah. Or just put yeah. it in your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but this week was good. Last week, you know... Bogart that- is away, by the way. I'm Ben Mercer. Yeah. And uh, I'm we, Paul. we're carrying on. He's yes. Paul Kenny. Yes. So... Um, Last week, we had the gentleman with the, um, the German helmet. It ended up being not as good as he thought, but we still... Yeah, that was a weird call to take, right? Yeah. I've got a Nazi SS helmet. Oh, great. Yeah. No, no. I know. But it turned out it was inauthentic. What happened during what was Nazi occupation of countries, they would just convert yeah. some helmets, yeah. and that's what that was? Yeah. But okay. it was still good. I, I still took care of moves. And you know something? Yesterday, it was kind of funny. Cause and I just could, to be clear, if you were caught with a Nazi helmet in that era, you could it could be instant death, all these sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, so that's yeah. why they don't exist, yeah. and people don't like to trade in them generally. Yeah. yeah. No, but he had it all. Everything was legit that way. But so, but yesterday, it was kind of funny. You know, I deal in stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm out at a horse farm. And um, and I'm, normally, I'm all business. And uh, he said, do you want to take a, a walk around the farm? You know, and at first I said no. And then I thought, you know, what? Was it mean like a ride walk, like on a horse No, no, walk? I didn't, oh, I didn't okay. go on a ride, no. But I went down to visit the horses. After, no, after we talked for a while, and then he took me down to visit the horses. And, you know, there's something magic about looking in a horse's eye. When they're, <laughs> I'm just telling you, when you're there, they're so peaceful. And I'm glad I really did go down, because I decided later, I said, you know, Life's too short. I'm going to get an opportunity like this. They had some beautiful, like $150,000, $200,000 horses. Whoa. And they're really good. And we, no, we just walked and... So you found it tranquil being around the horses. It was unbelievably tranquil. But it's just, it, it's more a case of, in this business, the people that I meet that are just great 
and the things and sometimes we we rush by without what's the expression you gotta stop and smell the roses or yeah yeah smell the daisies and that was one of those moments as you know in your case the manure in the stable you know some it didn't smell bad (laughs) you know when when you had the right attitude it didn't smell bad but i'm just saying that it took me back that i like the people that i meet and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and the stories. Well, and, you lead a very adventurous life, right? Yeah. Most of us, we work in an office, we show up at the same place for years on end. They don't really, you don't get to meet people that have weird items or weird no. situations and travel around. So it's kind of exciting. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you get tired of it the same way people get tired of, oh my God, I'm sitting next to Doug again at the office for the 12th year. I'm going crazy here. Both have oh. their downsides, but yours yeah. seems a lot more exciting in general. Well, Morris, my main problem is that people say, "When are, I get the call, when are you in the store, Paul? Mm. We want to show you this stuff. And uh, and sometimes because I'm out doing stuff. I mean, someone calls, I'm out there. But I also sold, we sold a $400 cup and saucer. Yep. And one of my special moments happened yesterday as well, where a gentleman came in with a bunch of stuff and they came and said, the lady said to come here and I know I have no ladies working for me. Not that I don't want to, but it's all men. Our whole staff is men. So I knew they were supposed to go to the place on the other side of the wall. And they oh. came to us. Even though we'll send them over. They will say, you can go over there. I say, here's our price. Because we do, we send them all. They never send them to us because they know we pay more. But it was one of those special moments where the wall, they were walking around the wall looking at my store and it was the shortest route, and they came into my store. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a huge deal. And the backstory there for people who might not be familiar is literally you're at a store at 10,341 Young Street, and you're a gold and silver retailer, yep. and you do consignment sales. And there is a giant version of that, generally in the same complex. And when you yep. moved in, he literally built a Me. Berlin-style wall right across the parking lot to separate yeah. the two of you. Cinder block wall. Yeah. How tall is it? Eight foot. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, but it's, what's, what's the art of war? When your enemy is making a mistake, I don't consider him an enemy, but when your enemy is making a mistake, don't stop him. <laughs> yeah, well. Don't I mean, stop him from making the mistake. That, even that's quite a remarkable story, I have to tell you. Yeah, anyway, no. hey, listen, what we should announce is that um, uh, we have a casting call for this show. Yeah. Why don't you take it from there? The big news is it looks like Paul Kenny's getting another TV, TV show. show. Paul and Bogart. What is are, it with you? Just a TV magnet. Shows dripping off you left, right, and center. No, excellent work. Congratulations, by no, the way. I'm going to tell you, it's because of the listeners here. It's because of our listeners on Zoomer. They have made us like a like a top rated show. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I hate to tell you folks out there, you guys aren't unique. There's more than five of you out there that are listening to us. Okay? Yes. Well, it's a popular show. It's yeah. a fun show. Yeah. No, it's fun, and that has helped, and it's gotten the attention of um, Moses, and he says. You know, I think there's a TV show here. So they're going to they're going to work towards what's known as a pilot. Yes. And for a pilot, we need people. So yes. not only uh, you know, people that you might follow up with on the radio show, uh, that can become part of it, but yeah. you also are going to do uh, a call for anyone who wants to bring items to the Zoomerplex, correct? Yes. When is this going to unfold? This is kind of exciting. Well, I thought we were going to have more I've been saying detail. this for years. Why not have people come here? It's so cool. I know. This all just started on Thursday, so I, was, I don't have all the details yet, but it'll probably be either next week or the week after, and I okay. think they'll have to, they can call into the station. 
uh, I don't know if I should say this, during the week and find out if they can make an appointment because we can't have 500 people here. The room ain't that big. Yeah, it's going to have to be a little bit more structured and organized. Yeah. But surely if you showed up, if you were patient, you're going to get yeah. a chance to sit down and find out more about your own valuable. Is it a huge, you know, valuable yeah. secret thing like an antiques roadshow type of thing? But I mean, what? talk about the perfect home for this. Zoomerplex, what do we dedicate ourselves to? You know, quality singers over time. We have yeah. the MZ Television Museum. Oh, yeah. There's so much history in this building alone. Yes. And what it used to manufacture and all the stories involving that. I mean, why not? It's such the perfect marriage. And we're downtown, and we have a space, and we have free parking. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you want to get Torontonians excited. <laughs> say, say free parking, yeah. But if you have something interesting and something you want to show me, you can also bring it up to my store, and then we can come down here. But we are going to be downtown, and we want to film it. But the thing is, if you bring something down, we're going to film it, I think. Yeah, so, so you sign, uh, welcome to yeah. showbiz, welcome to Hollywood. you yeah. got to sign a... What is it, a consent form, something like that? And no crying if I give you bad news. What are you talking about? It's TV, crying, you need crying. You're going to need some people to cry. There's no crying in baseball, no. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, our number is, we are live right now. This is Consignment Heroes. If you have a rare, interesting item or a collection of items and you're curious about their real-time market value, maybe you just have a closet of really old clothes, some of them 60, 80 years old. Guess what? They're vintage, and some of them are highly collectible. Maybe it's old coins, maybe it's old jewelry, maybe it's costume jewelry, maybe it's old comic books or records or an old record player the needle's broken, but what are you going to do with it otherwise other than throw it out? You never know what something's worth until you talk to an expert. But if it has some age and it might be unique, you can call a show like this and maybe learn or something, a thing or yeah. two and maybe have more money in your pocket. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Let's go to Mike in Oshawa. He's on line two waiting patiently. Mike, how you doing? Good morning, guys. I love your show. Oh, thanks. I, I have a, a dream which you're probably going to deflate. When I was a kid growing up in London, England, we used to have a coin called a farthing. Yeah. And a farthing was one quarter of a penny... There were 240 pennies in a pound, so I think by math that works out almost a 1,000 farthings per pound. Okay. Well, they went out of circulation, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years ago even. And now a one-farthing coin, if it's mint, can sell for 20, 25 pounds, which I think is a $25,000 appreciation. Not a bad investment. Well, with that in mind, I heard that the Canadian cent was going out of business. Mm Mm-hmm. So in 1980, that's almost 50 years ago, I went to my bank and I bought a box of um, unissued cents, pennies. Smart man. their bank rollers. Yep. I've never touched them. Is it 1980? I'm just guessing. I think I have about 50 of these. I think there's 50 cents in each little roll, but I've never undone them. So you're wondering if you have more than $25 worth of stuff. He definitely yeah, well, does. I think they're worth more in <laughs> copper, actually. Oh, yeah. No, no. Oh, yeah, no. But you can't melt them. That's against the law still, isn't well, even it? Even if they're not in, in... Anyway, I'm not going to melt them. But. No, of course not, yeah. But anything mint is yeah. going to be worth more, yeah. Okay. Now, this is what I actually put the call out every so often for people uh, who... Work in banks. Tell, yeah, you say that all the time. These bankrolls, a person brought some bankrolls in yesterday, like a 1967 roll of pennies is worth about $10 which is 20 times what it would be. Yeah. The copper value in that cent is about a do- 1.92 cents per penny. So it's worth about a dollar per roll. Now, 1980, lucky you did 1980, 
because a lot of people saved them back there in the 60s. It was a big craze. But if you have any 80s rolls like this, I bet you an 80s roll would probably go between 10 and $20 each retail. Wow. Now, are these the ones in the, um, in the shotgun tubes, or are they in plastic? They're in rolled-up brown paper. Okay, now... I guess that's shotgun, is it? Yeah, it'll be issued by uh, Brinks or uh, Bank of Montreal or CIBC. You know, I, I went in and bought them at CIBC. I haven't actually looked at them for a long time. They've never been touched since I bought them. Well, this is good, but I wish you did it every year because you would have been in for some money. Because in uh, 2006, I think each penny went for about $500 or something like that. What? I'd have to check. Yeah, each roll? Some magnetic rolls. I'd have to check on the exact things. I actually That's madness. Why? Okay, but Mike, let's work in broad strokes. He's saying if it's unopened, it's from 1980, it's a roll of pennies. So the actual value is 50 cents if according to the face value of those pennies. He's saying you wouldn't be surprised to see them sell on average between 5 or $10 and $20. That'd be on the low side, $500 for 50 rolls. On the high side, $1,000. Yeah, no, but it might be better even as a... For you know, pennies. As a, if you kept it as a box, someone might want that as well. I'm thinking about this right now. Oh, this is why I'm not... How do I sell them? Well, you've come to the right place. I hate to tell you this, but that's me. What are you saying? An actual bank box that the rolls would come in a container? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. So get an authentic container yeah. that might come together a little bit better? He's got 50 rolls, $25. I don't see any. I'm looking even right now online. Now, there's two things people will do with these. Number one is everyone inside the bank box, everyone inside the roll is considered to be mint. Oh, yeah. Because no one's yeah. touched Of course, it. yeah. Okay. So then you've got... Uh, people will will certify them, so they might be, or they'll grade them up. Everyone individually. Oh, I see what you're saying. If you were to crack them open, one of them might be the finest penny whatever ever yeah. made sort of thing. Yeah. Because so, even when they mint them, there's a little imperfections, stuff like that, and then plus the 38 years they've been sitting there or whatever. Yeah. What I'd have to oh, do Oh, that's is fascinating. I'd, I'd have to do some work. Number one, I'd want to find out how big the mintage was from 1980 because you have low mintage years. Like in 1923, they made so little that the pennies... The 1922 is worth a dollar, 1923 is worth a hundred. Okay, so it depends on 1980. But there are people who want bank rolls. And which brings me to a story. I don't know if we got a second here. It's my show. Mike's not busy. Okay. Sure. Right one time, I send my son and my nephew down to Cleveland, Ohio. I don't know if I've told this story. And they buy bank rolls, okay? Bank bags. Banks, the, they used to come in rolls, there'd be 6,000 pennies in a bag. They buy and 6,000 nickels in a bag or bank rules. There's a guy in Cleveland, he collected 1963, 64, 65, 66, and 67. His, his father did. They were all stored in a barn in these bank bags and ammo boxes. My son is Pretty going... Pretty cool. Now, so the, ba the bags are sealed. He's worried about going across the border. They're actually... They're in a... They're, this is like two tons of coins. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're going across the bank in bags that say... Bank, return to the mint, return to the bank, Bank of Montreal. It's like they robbed a bank. Yeah, literally. Yes. And then ammo boxes, and great. ammo boxes marked DuPont ammo and, you know, the steel cases <laughs> and stuff. I'm reminded about this because a gentleman brought some stuff in yesterday in ammo boxes. And now you're thinking, how could a border guard miss something like that? Is that what happened? Yes. They drive up. They're kind of like, Bogart pulls the TV thing. She looks in the back and says, okay, boys, go. Well, I guess trust. It was because it was under $10,000, and it was all in pennies and quarters. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so she didn't bother going through it. She took their just the face value of the bag and stuff like that. She just looked at it. 
Yeah, it's not the end of the world across the border with more than $10,000 cash, but in the case of like rare coins, yep. right? A lot of people say, well, you could you could move a gold coin stamped from the mint. It only says $50 on it. So yeah. in theory, you could stay under the $10,000 limit, not make any claim, and the currency you pull out can be worth uh, many, many times that. But yeah. They frown on that. Yeah, I would say that's gaming the system. Yes. Yeah. But these bank bags, a 1964 bank bag, which is $60 a penny, 6,000 pennies, I think we were selling for around $400 a bag. So Unsealed. My, so, Mike. Yeah, I'm here. You, you paid 25 for them. I'm, I'll go 35 if you drop oh. them off. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I might keep them for my great, 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 great grandchildren, and they could then, you know, buy Donald Trump out or something. Okay, but I'm going to say this, and you know how I talk about this. Are you kidding? Young people will just see a penny and be like, gross, what is this thing? Yeah. <laughs> Touching money? Ew. I, I brought, I was at Tim Hortons, I, I was at, sorry, I was at a coffee shop the other day, and I'm bringing, I wanted to pay with a $2 bill. They wouldn't take it. They wouldn't take <laughs> they it. They don't recognize it. She didn't you and I were at a coffee shop 20 minutes ago, and I said, do you have cash? I don't have cash. You go, I hope they can break 100 because otherwise it's, it's, you're no person with you have currency like that. I know. <clears throat> they wouldn't take it. No, but your bills, write the story. Make sure you give a little bit of the story that these are these and they are worth more money. Do not bring them into the bank and get your $25. They're probably, right now, I would say easily worth, you got 50 rolls. 50 times 10, 500 to $1,000 that box is worth. Okay? Sounds good to me. So, but he's not ready to part. He wants he to go to his grandparents, grandchildren. You do I'm part. not in a hurry, but I'm, you're, you're telling me I think that they're worth at least $10 a roll. I would say no. A dealer will probably give you five, Yeah. but that's still substantial. It might be better than that because I can't find any for sale from 1980 okay. right Can now. Can I guys hit you with one more quick one? Sure. My grandmother, no, I'm in my late 70s. Mm -hmm. My grandmother, so we're going back to maybe 1900 or a bit earlier, yep. had two pictures, which I still have. They're about, uh, I'm saying, 12 inches by tall and about 9 inches across, and they are bird pictures. Okay. But each bird is actually <clears throat> made of feathers. Excuse me. <clears throat> They're not oh, statues. wow. I'm going to cough again. <clears throat> I'm getting all choked up at the value of my pennies here. Okay. <laughs> uh, so when you stand back from these pictures, they look like paintings of birds. And yep. the, the paintings themselves will be about six by six inches, eight inches tall. But they're made actually of real bird feathers stuck on the paper. Yep. I like it. I've never heard of this. Yeah. No, yeah. They go between 50 and $100. Okay. Unless they're really something amazing. Um, and there's also, yeah, it's a... They're not as in vogue now as they used to be because a lot of people are anti-ivory, anti-feathers, anti-real stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it takes someone to appreciate the amount of work that went into this. Okay. Thank you very much for your call. All right, good stuff. Our next caller is going to be Jack in Hamilton. Jack's on line one. Jack, how are you? Hi, good morning. Um, I have a quick question for you, Paul. Yep. Um, I've got some late 1960s, early 1970s, uh, 1050 Chum and 1150 CKOC okay. pocket-sized Top 40 music charts that I used to pick up weekly from my favorite record store like Sam the Record Man. I'm just wondering, do they have any value? Of course they do. Okay, no, no, there's, they, that, there's a perfect history here. They're a perfect history. So I'm going to, uh, I think that's... I got to get rid of it. my phone. My first day on radio. Is that your phone's bleeping? I think it's my phone because my kids. I'm here are arguing right. with the producer, saying, so "Get that phone turned off." It's you. No, the problem here is that I just had another grandchild, and when they start 
changing pictures between the, the two daughters. And oh, the, and it goes into a thread of 10 people. Yeah, I see. Okay. And it's like, share the pictures, which I preach. I'm going to throw my phone out the door in a second here. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it is like that. Jack, but, our apologies. Sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, he probably didn't even hear it. It was making me crazy. Okay, go ahead. Okay. No, these pictures, now it depends if you cut the coupon out. If you have a Beatles cover, it can be for 5 to $20. Um, the earlier ones, the early, they could, some came out in the late 50s to the early uh, they're worth the most. Yeah, I don't have any of those. I, I have like from 1968 to 1973 in mint condition of Chum and more CKLC because I grew up in Hamilton. Yeah, they're going to be between 3 and $5 each unless it had a special band on the side. Like it depends on what the, the cover was because they'd have bands. Some of the radio stations went to, because it was less expensive, having their disc jockey on there yeah, and a picture of him doing something. Yeah, those are boring. Sorry. But we want to have the beetles. We want the monkeys. We want to have the animals. We want to have people collect. So when you have cross collectibles, someone who collects them as music charts, and you have a monkeys collector at the same time who has to have it, those go up to $25, Where the other What happens if the monkeys are with the disc jockey on the cover? <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay as long as they're the monkeys, not the monkey that you find in, in, uh, in, the, in the tropics. Okay. On these are, uh, plus it'll bring you back to that time period. I'm always like, and I, I was, I, I forget that that song was on. And that's what, you know, that's what we do at Zuma Radio. You know, a lot of people, uh, some of these top hits kind of radio stations have the top hits of this week. At Zoomer, oh, yeah, yeah. we have the top hits of the last 60 years. Really? More like more. 80. It's true. Yeah, well, so we just cherry pick. Is real. I know what yeah. you're saying, because if you just if you were stuck with new music, most of it's garbage. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, some people will like it, but you can't count on good melodies, proven uh, voices, all these sorts of things. Yeah. Bankable number one, number two, number three hits. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You got. You know what you got to do? You got to make a request. Isn't Robbie has the request that you can email the request in? Yeah, every now and then. And of well, course, on the weekends as well. Pick an obscure kind of- Pick an obscure song off one of your charts and call it into Robbie and see if he remembers it. Okay, I'm gonna remember. I'll bet you he does. Yeah, and when he plays yeah, it, he's not you know, miss it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, have some fun with it. But they are worth <laughs> money, and we do buy them. Okay, do you have the records to go with them? I do not. Just the music charts. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, All right. Thank you. Good stuff. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We're live this beautiful Sunday morning. If you have a rare or interesting item or a collection of items, maybe it's sports memorabilia, maybe it's an old uh, tea set, maybe it's silverware that's been passed down through generations, maybe it's a, a dish or a vase that uh, you know, you've had in the family for years and years and they say it's worth a fortune, well, you can call in. We can have a look at the maker marks over the phone, sort of, and uh, tell you what it might be worth. Maybe it's an old fur coat, maybe it's an old piece off a, I don't know, an old farm tractor. Who knows, right? That stuff's always chic. Uh, whatever it is. And the weirder, the better. If it's yeah. lying around your house, the longer it's lying in there, uh, the more we're probably going to be interested in it. But you can call in and find out. Listen, before you throw it out, before you throw out those old weird shoes you bought in 1971, mm. call here and find out. Maybe they're an interesting shoe. Maybe there's a market for it. Don't just let the garbage man have their way. You know the what I'm saying? Platform shoes. Yeah, you never know. Stuff always sells. Uh, our number is 416-360-0740. This is the radio station number for right now if you have an item and you want to call in. 416-360-0740. 
Paul Kenny also has his own store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. So that's in Richmond Hill, right on Young Street, just north of Major McKenzie. You'll find the gold silver store that he operates. You can call that store, too. During regular workweek hours, the number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. They do estate sales. They'll do anything. They can consign for you. They can buy from you. They can sell for you. It really is remarkable, the things that they can accomplish. But again, our number here at the station, if you want to talk to Paul right now, 416-360-0740. Hi, Paul Kenny here, consignment hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by New Generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We're live, taking your calls, exploring your stuff. Could it be worth a fortune? Who knows? We're very live today, aren't we? We are very live. <laughs> we are also celebrating um, uh, a casting call for this show as we work towards shooting a pilot. Yeah. Uh, and if you're interested or you have a big item or a rare item or expensive item and you want Paul to have a look at it in person, rather than arranging to go to a store, we're going to do either next Sunday or the following Sunday, right here at the beautiful Zoomerplex, where there's free parking. Yes. And by the way, I think the X is going on as well. You could hit two birds with one stone. Bring that old record player or that old accordion. Yeah. I guess they're bringing accordions, not doing... Yeah, maybe it'll work for you. Oh, Mention no. some items you'd like to see. Well, you always say that Canada has had special a- uh, access to a lot of uh, fine china and all these sorts of things, and Toronto has was home to so many things that ended up being desirable around the world, and they just rest here, yes. not at special values, but when they're shipped back to their home countries, suddenly they're tremendously valuable. So a lot of the stuff that we have, the rest of the world, or the origins where they came from, they want to go home at yeah. high prices. Well, that's this morning before I came here, I sold a $800 pa- painting that's going back to England. Yeah. You know, just going back. But the, the cups and saucers, like a day, I don't know if I said, we sold one this week for $390, $300 US for a cup and saucer. What was the story with that? Did Elvis drink from it? What? No, it's just one, it's got flowers in it. People come in, I forgot to bring them. Next week, for sure, people who, who stream it, what do we have to do to tell people to Go podcast? to zoomerradio.ca and click, uh, you can watch us, you can stare at us. We got to say that also. Zoomer dot, zoomerradio.ca. No, for me, <laughs> I'm old. Google Zoomer Radio and it'll take you there, okay? Okay. <laughs> Next week, I guarantee I'm going to bring in a couple of the cups and saucers and to show on the camera what is good and what is bad, okay? So that we have a start on this. Because, no, people come in and they've made the long trek and then and they've got $40 in cups and saucers. I feel bad. It's not my yeah. job to make feel people feel bad. Mm-hmm. I'd rather make people feel good. Yeah. But if I show them this, and sometimes they'll bring in the bad group, oh, you want that? I left that on the shelf. 
That's yeah. a three hundred dollar cup and saucer. The weirder, the better, right? If you have a hundred year old paper clip collection or a hundred year old stapler or whatever, bring it in. Yeah, I saw people go berserk over um, barbed wire fencing. I watched this whole thing on television about the history of barbed wire fencing and how important it was for settling countries in North America. And I, they said that you know corralling animals that was people never talk about it, but that's why barbed wire is so valuable and yeah. collectible because they made it a hundred years ago and, and far beyond that. And it was the way that you brought uh, animals to be domestic, and it's the way you got stability at farms. Really crazy I story. I actually sold. There was a guy who had, and I thought it was the weirdest thing when I bought it. Vintage barbed wire? They had nine strips of different barbed wires. Yeah, man. Yeah, on a, I never on knew a that. piece of wood. Maybe six months ago, I started reading about this stuff. I saw a big, uh, like, I think it was on Pawn Stars, one of the big ones, and they were like, barbed wire, why? And I was like, people collect barbed wire? The way they twist them off so yeah. that, uh, unfortunately, they would prick an animal or some, yeah. or an intruder. That you know the way the wires come together. There's literally different eras and different thinking and different yeah. science as to what would work and why. And of course, they don't want to have to run five lines of wire if they can do it with three, even better. Yeah. Right. So then they have to get all these little weird innovations. We got to remember, like in the world of technology, you got an app for that, right? If your cow strays off, it probably sets off a notification on your email. He's got a tracking device in his neck. But back then, you want to corral these creatures. I and you, hard, you want to do it safely and all these things. I'd have a hard time explaining that to my wife. On the wall, this was mounted with a $100 frame and was $500 with a barbed wire. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, it was, I have to admit, I think that was one of the strangest things that I, even me, could not understand selling. Yeah. But I took the money anyway. I'll tell you what's <laughs> crazy, because you got young grand kids right now. Yeah. You know the diapers they have now? They have the yellow strip them. on I'm them. I'm not saving them. No, no, don't save the diapers. No value there. They have a yellow stripe on them, yeah. and when, when the diaper is wet, it shows blue on the outside. When did that happen? When did that happen? I don't change diapers. I got grandkids. You don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, of course not. Even people who had babies five, six years ago, they go, I've never seen that. That's remarkable. So the actual diaper itself has, it's almost a translucent yellow stripe yeah. on the outside, and when the baby you know, does its business, it turns blue. How incredible is that? That's an idiot-proof diaper. Child-proof. Yeah. Child-proof. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It really is. But I, I would like to know when that happened, because for us, it's commonplace. Every diaper we've ever seen since we've had the kid has had that. Okay. People who have five-year-olds go, we had diapers. I never saw that. Someone will call us in. Ah. Someone will call in. Oh, us. sorry. But we got to stop. Okay. Sometimes sorry. we forget we're still on the radio and we go yeah. about our regular lines. Our next caller is John, and he's calling from Borden. John, how are you? I'm doing good. What do you have? I have a Ted Green uh, Bruins card. Mm. Okay, uh, signed or just plain? Just a plain in a plastic shell, uh, manufactured by TCG. Yeah, what year is it? What does the card look like? Um, he played for a number of years. Back, on the back side of the uh, card, it's uh, a blue silhouette around the thing with a yellow part in the middle that has a... It's cartoon to added to it. Yeah. Uh, in regards to... Uh, kind of a pale blue. That Ted, sounds like a 69-70. Ted is one of the few players to escape the grasp of Montreal Canadiens who okay. originally owned him. Yeah. On this card here, it's only going to be worth $2, $3. If it was mint, and I mean mint, like it came right out of the pack, it can sell for right. about $100. And it has to be gem mint. This is with cards. It all comes down to condition, okay? And right. even now the packs some of them don't have. Uh, they're not mint. But um, Bobby Orr, we have a Bobby Orr card right now. Just came in. It's worth about fourteen thousand dollars. It's not even mint, 
Okay. Mint it sells for around fifty, sixty thousand dollars for one hockey card from nineteen sixty six. Just gives you an idea. Uh, okay. I have I have another card that yep. uh, came from McDonald's. No. It's no. about Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. It has four pictures of hockey cards on the side. Why, yeah, why, why no, no, right out of the gate? No, because McDonald's made a lot of them, and they, uh, there are certain ones that insert cards that are worth money. In, a, in some cases, cards that came out from food companies like Dad's Cookies or Sheriff, you know, we talk about those little hockey coins that come out of uh, uh, the Jello packs. Mm. They can go from a dollar to $2,000. Yes, for yes, those. yes okay. depending on how intricate they are and what you have yeah. to do to get them. Mail yeah. away, pay money, yeah. So, and, or the Toronto Sun used to give away cards. The big, they were about five by seven. Mm-hmm. Anything given away like that, if it's a large set, can be worth money. But when you have McDonald's, they are such great marketers. I mean, such great marketers. You've heard about they've sold more than a billion hamburgers. Yeah, I think so, it's more like trillion now or yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah, I well, love McDonald's. I know, but the Don't point... Don't say anything negative about McDonald's. Okay, go ahead. But they just got a lot free. I bet. No, yeah, Publicity of course, just of now. course, it's what they do. Yes. Well, they no, it's about us. to get worse. I was going to say, the caller on line two, Lindsay, okay. is where she's calling from. Her name is Linda. She's Linda from Lindsay. Okay. I just happened to see this in the note. Yeah. Talk about serendipity. Linda, how are you? I'm good. I was born in Lindsay. Oh, good. Yeah. So, Linda, Never tell, been back. tell my buddy Paul what you have. Uh, I have, my friend has 400... McDonald's toys that are still wrapped. Oh, the little. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Your your phone quality is down, and I'm sort of hard of hearing. I know what what she's got. She's got 400 little Happy Meals. They have little giveaways. McDonald's and Burger King gave away little things that are worth money. Yeah, you get them in the Happy Meal. Yeah, the Happy Meals. Those little toys. And if they're still wrapped, they can be worth money. The early ones from Transformers. Pokemon, something that is, again, we talk about the cross collectibles. People collect McDonald's, collects them, but they made a lot of them. The people mm-hmm. who want them, if a Batman collector wants it, he has to buy it and he's going to pay a little bit more. So something like Batman will be worth money. Something like Transformers will make, make, make money. Something like... Um, so uh, Linda, then the question is what, is, what is the era of these 400 toys? Yeah. What do they span? What do you mean? Are what? they from the '60s? Are they from the '70s? The '80s? Are oh. they from last week? Um, no, he ha- for the last twenty years he's been collecting them. Okay, so we okay. only go back to the turn of the century then. Okay, twenty century. Oh yeah, <laughs> turn of the century. That's well, it's twenty eighteen. Yeah. Okay, it moves fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, on these here now, what would be worth money is if he actually went into a McDonald's and stole their store display. People said the store displays are worth money. Yeah, people request them, though. So I, yeah. I know something about this, because uh, okay. not because I love McDonald's, just because I know other people have done it. So I think at a lot of McDonald's uh, places, if you go in and say, hey, listen, when you're done with the Hot Wheels Transformers display, yeah. whether you're selling it or giving away or gar- throwing in the garbage, can I put my name on the list? You'd call me and, and I'll come get it or yeah. whatever. And so th- I think that's the system, how it would typically work. Okay. So a lot of people would go and claim them all, right? No one yeah. else in that community might want them. But I've heard of this. So yeah. oftentimes you'll get it and you'll get this display on the back. It might say like George. Yeah. And and that's to know that once the display is over, George okay. is getting I didn't know it. The, I, thought they, I thought most yeah. times the managers would take it. Yeah, probably. You know. But when that doesn't happen... If you request it, apparently you'll get it. So then you can backfill the whole collection to have the display as well. Yeah. That's not uncommon. You see that stuff online. Well, the cross collector, and again, we go back to the cross collector. Someone who's collecting Hot Wheels has to have that. 
Yeah, the display is everything. Money. Yeah. But if you have something from a, a, a movie that goes nowhere, nothing. I remember about, oh, this has got to be four, 35 years ago. Um, there was something given away in Canada, again, only in Canada. There was some, um, a Burger King gave away Star Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that'll do it. That's huge. Yeah. Well, I went in, bribed a manager, and I got two cases of these. Now you're talking. Okay. And brought them down to Houston, Texas, where they hadn't seen them before. Handmade. Oh, McDonald's was, crossover. Wow. International. I was, was selling good. them for $5 each. Nice. Well, what would they be worth now, right? A dollar. Short side. Oh, you think less. Oh, less. I see. Oh, because it was hot at the time. It was hot saying. at the time, gotcha. and they hadn't seen it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good move. Got in, got out. Got in, got out. Our next caller's on line four. His name is Dan, and he's calling from Fergus. Dan, good morning. You're on Zuma Radio. Good day. I couldn't help you out with the diaper inquiry, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. Um, I have a 45 record that's a, with the Super Test commercials. That's the all-Canadian gas station. Yep. So, so I'm not sure if it's worth what it'd be worth. Probably super test. I get good money for probably between twenty five and fifty. Does it have um, just the record, or do you have the sleeve to go with it? Uh, just the record with the cardboard jacket that came with. That's the sleeve. Okay, yeah, it'll, the sleeve is worth as much as the record. Uh, if it doesn't have scratches on, I'm going to say you get fifty seventy five dollars, fifty dollars for sure, because a lot of people collect super test. And Hell, slow kind of, down. I don't know what we're talking okay, about. Super we're talking test. about a record of commercials? No, it's just a record. I don't even know what's on the record. doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But to buy your gas, um, Super Test did a lot of promotions. Like I, remember, I don't know if people out there know the curling promotion. They used to give away a whole curling board. Huh. Okay. Um, anything like that that they give away that people would... Because they get it for free, they don't pay attention to it, and they end up tossing it. Right. Okay. But Supertest is still as iconic, as collectible, cool. very collectible. Um, and so gas stations gas- used to be friendly, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had... They charge uh, me two two fourteen for a Kit Kat now, so it's different times, right? You eat Kit Kats? I'm just saying. <laughs> I noticed the prices. They're outrageous. Okay. But anything gas collect, anything gas, and when something is um, a premium... And this is sorry, that's the right word for these. These are premiums. When you're giving a company your business and they give you something back besides what they're supposed to, okay? Anything like that is generally worth money later on. Except unless a case that we just talked about McDonald's, where they're the best marketers in the world. And when they order uh, a Pocahontas little toy, they are going to order 10 million of them for Toronto. And they order them across, you know, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. Or 101 Dalmatians, another one I think of, that every collection, if I go into someone's house and the kids were this age, they had these. And the people saved them. Gotcha. But your item there is a nice item, especially if it's a good condition. Thank you very much for the call. Dan and Fergus. And uh, by the way, if you want to call in, if you have a rare or interesting item or an entire collection of uh, things or an entire house to worry about, you can call this show right now. We are live. 416-360-0740. This is Consignment Heroes. The star of the show is in studio. His name is Paul Kenny. You know him from Storage Wars Canada, A&E's Northern Treasures. You can watch that on Netflix. And, of course, you can always tune into this show live Sundays, 11 till noon. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? 
There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We are live taking your calls, but we'll also let you know when the show is over and you still want to get answers about your stuff, maybe you want to go in person, you can visit Paul Kenny at his store. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That is 10341 Young Street in Richmond Hill, right on Young, north of Major McKenzie, gold and silver, Toronto. That's where you want to go. That's I got some what? silver right here. Gold. Oh, let's see it. This is the Olympic... I'm doing I, this wrong, aren't I? This looks great. Look at that thing. These were given away. You had to order one every four weeks. If if you all the people who are what's that called podcasting? Yeah, they're watching the live stream. Yeah, live stream. If they see this, they know they have one of these at home. Okay, so it's a big box, blue felt, and uh, I don't know twenty twenty giant coins inside. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. These are the Olympic sets from nineteen seventy six. Okay. Okay. This is thirty over thirty ounces of actual silver. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Let me see that. So, oh, I might have a customer right no, here. No, just because I saw, I thought seventy six, and we know from listening to this show that we pulled, we stripped most of the silver out of our currency. Yeah. In nineteen sixty seven, after yeah. that, less silver. But these, of course, are collectible coins, so we're yes. seeing higher silver content. So this is thirty, thirty ounces of silver. Thirty point two four. Wow. So I want people but to know. Will people keep this because this is a beautiful set? But you're saying they're just going to melt it down. There is no numismatic value to this set. They now, when you say numismatic, sil- that means the actual art of the coin. I don't care. I melt. What about I, this? this? Is like a fake leather bound something? A real leather bound? What is this? I will not own this tomorrow. This is getting melted tomorrow. Oh, that's a okay. shame. So that's a shame. If you want to buy, I can sell it to you right now. But my I, point I'm, is that people have these in their twenty houses. bucks. How much you want for it? No, no. It's just, you have to pay the price of silver. But friendly prices. I don't get friendly prices. Fine. All right. Fine. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But I want to tell people to know that they've got these at home. And this segues into what I'm going to tell what every week I'm going to say. 14 karat gold. Uh, no, 10 karat gold. We're paying seventeen eighty nine. Copy this down in case you're going to sell your gold this week and someone's offers you less for your carat. And then we're paying for 14 karat. We're paying twenty five oh four. And for 18 karat, we're paying $32. This is per gram. When you go into your place, even if you don't go into ours, you want to know how much gold you have by weight and what carat it is. If the gentleman who's, sell, who's buying it from you cannot tell you that, don't sell it, okay? Because he knows more about the gold and silver than you do. Just ask how much how much is the weight, what carat is it, and how much are you paying me? And don't let them move all the numbers around if you just ask those, I want you to copy this down. What carrot it is, how much per gram you're paying me, and what it turns out comes out to. And don't let them say they can't tell what gold it is. If they don't know if it's for difference between ten and eighteen carat, don't yeah, sell it you to them. Should be working with them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. And silver right now is about fifty cents a gram. Okay. Just about forty nine cents because silver's come down a bit. But fifty cents a gram. So when you have Again, I'm showing this in a brush. Where are these items coming from? What is that? Well, because 
I'm preparing for when we Are go, you ever? Yeah. When we, when we go with all the cameras and in doing fairness, the show. In fairness, you come in with a ton of visuals. So the people that are watching the streaming, they, it does pay off. Well, people have these. That looks like sterling silver to me. Yeah. But this is what it's called. This is a brush set. No, no one's going to. You can't sell this brush set. No one's going to buy a brush set to brush their hair because mm-hmm. it's been, first of all, it's 80 years old. And who knows what germs are in here? But the silver in this, this is clad. This the mirror is about 80 to 120 grams, and this is going to be between 40 and 70 grams. Okay, it looks That's, like what Scarlett O'Hara used in uh, yeah. Gone with the Wind. Yeah. But my point is, it's still silver. It's not just a brush set because I'll, I'll go to a, a flea market and they'll have this for twenty dollars, and I'll say, "Well, geez, that's seventy dollars worth of silver. I'm going to buy this." Right. So they're selling it at antique prices, and they're not understanding that it's worth more for the metals. Yeah. Little yeah. things like that. That's how people make billions of dollars, by the way. But this set, this was in the Burke's Catalog. You have a Burke's Catalog from 1920. They had this. This is one of their biggest sellers. You got your grandma got one of these at Christmas. So, and again, you're saying that the end of the week that will likely no longer be a brush. It will be repurposed. You There's will strip it. There's not a chance of this making it through tomorrow. <laughs> I, mean, I know it sounds like rough stuff, but this is how it works. Unfortunately, yeah. well, metals a- become more valuable than an old brush. Do you want to brush your hair? You can use a brush. I don't even own a brush, actually. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. uh, give me a good price on it. Our next caller is uh, Joyce. Joyce is on line three. She's calling from Scarborough. Joyce, good morning. How are you? Hi, Ben. Okay, I've got an old phonograph uh, record uh, that you play the 78s on. Uh, it's in uh, a wooden uh, cab, not not big wooden cabinet, but just, uh, I don't know. Um, I I I'm not good with it's sizes. three it's three feet it's about three three and a half feet high has a little top on it. Do you have the horn? Is there a horn standing no. out, or is the horn part of the cabinet? No, I guess the horn's part of the cabinet. Okay, do you have a brand of that? Do, yeah. Is there a maker on the name on the thing? Uh, it's no, it's in the corner of my living room and has been. I bought it at St. Lawrence Market, uh, okay. probably about forty thirty years ago. And you brought it home and did nothing with it. <laughs> it's decorative. It's serving okay. a purpose. Okay. On um, if it's working, um, they can be between one hundred and six hundred, seven hundred dollars. They've gone down. Not so many people want them. They want the ones that'll play your LPs, uh, your thirty threes, and your forty fives. Your seventy eight. Well, with those um, very uh, those needles, how can you play an LP on it? You're going to wreck it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to advise you. To no, no. Him. He's saying because of these limitations. Yeah, yeah, because of these limitations. They're decorative mainly, and some people will use the 78s. Um, we just sold. I think we sold one yesterday for 125 dollars. Okay. I was happy to have, and I included records with it. Okay. Really? Oh yeah. I'm. I sometimes I, it, t- it takes up too much room. I don't fix or repair anything, not unless it has a lot of value to it. Okay. okay. So, but if you got it from St. Lawrence Market, that must take you. Would you bring it home on the bus? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, probably a cab. <laughs> okay, okay. But in fairness, it's still worth something. I, yeah, you know, people's yeah. CD players from the late '90s are worth zilch. Your Discman from 1996 oh, yeah. is zero. So at least it's a collectible that remains a collectible. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joyce. Uh, our next caller is going to be Mike in Guelph. He's on line two. Mike in Guelph, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Pretty good. What do you got? Well, I've got uh, 51-52 Parker's hockey cards. They're 105 complete sets. Yep. Blank. Only time in history, blank in the back. I've got 104. I'm missing uh, Jimmy Peters from Chicago. Okay, okay. What kind of condition are they in? 
they're in they're pretty good condition. Pretty yeah, good. Okay, uh, the corner's rounded. Fifty-four, fifty-five, Parkhurst, and I've got uh, ninety-six of those. They are glued in, and they do have something on the uh, back. But I've I've got uh, Richard is cleaning detached. I got Howe Bellable Bauer. Uh, yeah, no, they're the biggies. I'm only missing one wing actually, and then I'm missing the three action pictures. The action, yeah, okay. Now, when you say the glued in, they're not in the little thing that Parker's came out with a little contain, a little booklet to put it out. They're actually glued in. They're not. They're in my own little scrapbook that I had as a kid. Did you uh. scrap? T- okay, this is a weird question. Did you use Elmer's glue or did you use flour and paste? <laughs> No, this is a difference. Yeah, you can save the car. It is LePage's glue. Okay, sorry, LePage. Okay, no, I'm okay, missing my point. Can't right? Flower and paste is where yeah. we were going for here. Yeah, yeah. On, uh, <laughs> so it's glue glue. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm guessing. I really don't know. Yeah. On this case here, uh, we can still save the ones that are glued, but they're going to be substantially less. We um, Don't take them out until I see them, if you want to show them. Yeah. Uh, the, the 51 set... Um, we just sold one up to $7,000. It's really, really nice. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they wow. go up higher. Okay. I have another one that I think I'm probably going to get around 20000 for the set. What are the biggie cards there? If How? You, if you were Richard. to. Okay, yeah. What do they generally go for in decent condition? How can go up to ten, fifteen thousand? 15000 Wow. What for kind of one. condition is your Howe in? Your Gordy Howe? Good. Yep. Oh, well, good. Can we have some more yeah, details? Are the picture what? of Gordy when he was very young, and I was in Kitchener, and he we had a couple of boys boarding at our house from South America, and he wrote his best of luck boys on it, Gordon Howe. And I got a whole bunch of the thirty nine forty Opeachy. Uh, okay, these are good. Field. I've got a I've got a whole bunch of those that are in really good condition. How come I'm not seeing you, Paul? See if you can get some more details on condition other than good. Good. Like no, the corners. How sharp are the corners? Well, actually, good is not is is bad. No, no, no but it's 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 very interpretive, right? Yeah. That's no, all, good yeah. is not good. If good is the lowest grade. Then you have fine. You've got excellent, and you've got near mint. Yes, so, in terms of actual grading. Yeah. But he means like, good as an A. Yeah. It's good, man. If the corners are sharp. And there's no creases. Uh, it'll be worth. A, it'll be a five, at least a five. Uh, if the, you've got the whole set, you don't have to complete it to sell it. Um, it's something we could either do in consignment, or I'd love to see it. Uh, How do I get in touch with you? Uh, I'm going to leave your name for Sebastian here. And you know something? I'd love to see that down here at the radio station, or I might even see you with the camera on this one. That would be, oh, this is right up my alley. I love this stuff. Okay? Yeah, Mike, I don't know if you, how long you've been listening, but uh, we're celebrating that a pilot, a television pilot, is going to be shot for this show. And so we're doing a casting call. We don't know if it'll be next Sunday, but for sure the following Sunday, open to the yeah. public. But we'd like to see rare items like this actually in person, in yeah. the eye of the lens, featured properly. So we're encouraging everyone who has items like this, or any item, come down and uh, meet Paul Kenny and see what yeah. happens. But Great. call and make an appointment first. But, but in Sebast- the meantime, we will give you yeah. show producers. Uh, he, his name is Sebastian Herney. Produces a show. He'll gather your information, put you in touch with Paul Kenny. Don't lose this number. I'm. That's a mean blow. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm picking on you. I know. We we've now moved to a new system where after we take the numbers, we all record it digitally because yeah. you carry a lot of stuff and tend to lose paper. I know, but I, you know that well, the, the, those folks from um, I think they're down Niagara area. They had the bar. I lost I their number. No, stop. No, I Come did. On. I can't believe it. I was in the Grimsby last night. I was in, and I was in I was in Niagara last night. I'm looking. I said, <clears> it's <throat> got to be here somewhere. This figures because you leave here and you've got 50 items walking out the door. Do you know what I mean? Of course you lost the phone number. Okay, so I can't believe you lost their number. Okay, so this is the people. They had a bar that they closed down. They have yeah. all sorts of items. If they happen to be listening now or if you know this couple and know they listen to the show, 
You can call in. Please, Paul Cunningham wants to get in touch with you. He apologizes. He literally lost your phone number. Yeah, and that's <laughs> literally, uh, the dog ate my homework. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, our next caller is uh, Wayne in Pickering. He's on line four. Wayne in Pickering, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and hope you gentlemen are too. Yeah, what do you have? I have an old TDC fare box, probably from the 70s, maybe 80s. It's the, the stubby one, and I have the key for it. Okay, about one hundred and twenty-five dollars, seventy-five to one twenty-five. The ones of the thirties go for about two fifty, and they're uh, and still collectible. People love them. How did you get your hands on it? Yeah, sometimes you, made, you used to make lamps out of them and so forth. No, don't make it into a lamp. No, no. Okay. <laughs> so he's got a TDC cash fare box. Yeah. Do we know if it came out of a bus or subway or streetcar? Is there any way to differentiate? It would be bus. It, it came out of a bus. bus. Okay. Yeah. yeah, road transit. Yeah. Wait, and how did you get your hands on it? I'm ex-TDC, and uh, when they were switching over from those boxes to the system they have now, or probably now it's even changed into uh, the Metro Passes or whatever they call. Oh, yeah, it's about to go all uh, digital forever and ever, yeah. Yeah, you used to put the coin or tickets in, and it would flip the ticket so you could see both sides of it. That stuff is very... Very collectible. People, yeah. especially, I mean, we've got tens of thousands of condo units. They all want little things that sort of give yeah. some authenticity, whether it be an old-timey street sign or a cash fare box or a TTC right. logo. Because you got to remember, like, TTC stuff back then, you know, the streetcars and buses, this, built, this stuff's so durable, right? Like, yeah. right. The, it's just so strong. It's going to last forever. So it's probably going to depend on if it were sitting on somebody's coffee table, if it were sitting on somebody's kitchen table, is there enough visible, beautiful, ornate things yeah. to say TTC, <laughs> one nickel ride, anything like that? Because that's what's going to drive it, the price you know, up. Uh, what it would say in the, in, the, in the front of it is uh, uh, students show your, your student card. Yeah, yeah, no, 77. If my wife had that, she'd have it in the kitchen, and she said, if we want to get fed, you put some money in the TTC box. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what she would do. She'd make me pay for it. Okay. Yeah, Cash up front. We're moving, and I disposed of so much Coca-Cola stuff. Oh! oh. I, gave it, I, I gave it away, probably. The guy came in from the, has a booth in one of the flea markets. And, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, I do have what he, he didn't seem to, he balked at it a little bit, but it was a frame set of, the Olympic TDC pins from the Calgary Olympics, and I think it was in 1988. Yep. This is the ones where you had to. to they don't go for a ton of money. money. They made a lot of those, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's still be, it's still got value. That yeah. this is why I tell people it's, it's not that it's worth less. It's just worth a little bit less than maybe you paid for it at the time. Okay. Yeah. yeah and Wayne, yeah. you know, you don't have to sell it. That's an item. Why not see what well, you that, get for it and true. consign that, it at uh, Paul's store. I really, really like to. What I had a hard time disposing of with the Coca-Cola is the collectible. Yeah. yeah, both of our hearts broke. You could hear us going, oh, Coca-Cola hey. stuff. Everyone wants it. Everyone loves it. It's so beautiful, so iconic. But it gets to a time where you just can't use it anymore, and that's where I come in. It's You want to go to a good home. You've enjoyed it for the last 40 years. You want to go to a good home. I know. I'm the home finder. But the <laughs> brands that scream loudly, yeah. freedom, liberty, capitalism, they always do the best. Yeah. You know, Harley-Davidson has one of the strongest brands because of the outlaw, but still the freedom, liberty, yeah. capitalism. Coca-Cola, freedom, liberty, cap- McDonald's, freedom, liberty. You know, those are the ones that they stand the test of time. People yeah. love the values of the company. They love what it stands for. They love the imagery. And uh, that's why it makes the most you know, valuable it, it stuff. It reminds us when we were kids, it brings us back a smile. Remember, I keep on saying, this is what the smile you look at something and you say, that's kind of cool. I remember being 18 and seeing that. 
On that note, we, let's get to Steve in Markham. Uh, he's been waiting on hold. Steve in Markham has, I'm told, an old book. If we can just get some quick details and we'll wrap with you. Sorry to leave you on hold there, Steve. No problem. What do you have? Uh, I have a book I found when I was about 10. Uh, I lived in, uh, actually, Scarborough at the time. And, uh, Title? And cover on the book. It was... Uh, Looks like it might be even a press print. Okay. That, and, you're, I did you're, not you're expect it to week. go that way. Yeah, we're going to have to bump that next week. I thought it would be the year and title of the book. Unfortunately, uh, Steve, hang in there. We'll see if we can get you hooked up for next week's show. Yeah. You've been listening to Consignment Heroes live on Zoomer Radio. And uh, thank you so much for all the calls. Any final thoughts? Today was a really live show. It really was. Special thanks to show producer Sebastian Hearn. Have a great Sunday. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.